Hello and welcome to the latest Clear Cruise podcast. Coming up this week, Andy Harmer and Lucy Huxley prepare for their ascent of Kilimanjaro and are joined by Brian Young from G Adventures to discuss what exactly they're fundraising for. But first, coming to you from our first ever cruise conference in Dublin, Andy sat down with keynote speakers, trainer and coach Debbie Dale and Wildlife TV presenter Patrick Ayi. Check it out. Hi everyone, we are here at the first ever clear conference in Ireland, in Dublin, on what was a sunny day, but it seems to have clouded over. Anyway, you don't care about that because I'm with two of our keynote speakers from this morning, Debbie and Patrick. I'll start with you, Patrick, because mm. you spoke um, first thing this morning, first time you've spoken at a clear event. Yeah. Tell, tell us a little bit about your profession and what you talked about this morning. Um, so <laughs> your profession yeah. may take a while. Yeah, I'll, 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 keep it, I'll keep it short and sweet. So uh, I make wildlife documentaries. I'm a wildlife TV presenter. Um, I've been doing working in the wildlife um, uh, TV industry for 10 years now. Um, started out as what's known as a runner, which means you get Did teas you? and coffees yeah. from people. You, you the know. proper work. Yeah, so right at the bottom, then I was an edit assistant, um, which means I kind of prepare all the footage for the editor to come and start you know, crafting their work. But it, it often means that you're in um, a, a dark room, the, the digital equivalent of a dark room for photography. Um, so not the glamour at all. No, no. But I mean, it was a, it was a good proving ground. It, it, and even though I wasn't going to, to these far-flung destinations, I was able to see all the, the great work and all the great yeah. footage that was coming in. And, and so that was kind of my inspiration, as it were. And then eventually, um, kind of worked, climbed up, up the ladder and, and worked with David Attenborough a couple of times. And then eventually, I suppose, took inspiration from him. And, and now I, I host um, wildlife documentaries and and showcase these destinations to people. And why do you think that kind of documentary has become so <clears throat> popular? Because they are much more popular now than they were <clears throat> many years ago. What, 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 why? I think that, that wildlife in particular has always been popular because it, it, um, in many ways it, it crosses barriers and boundaries and, and for many people you don't necessarily need to always understand the language in which the uh, the, the narration is is being um, narrated in, because the you can see what's happening. It's 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 unadulterated. You can see what's happening to that animal. You can see what they're going through. You can see the trials and tribulations and the challenges of uh, a female puma trying to to look after her cubs. Um, uh, and so I think that always, you know, it just it touches people's hearts. But I think more so. For me, I think it's the advent of technology. Um, we live in a, in a digital era where you can share great content um, really easily, whether it's through watching documentaries on Netflix, whether it's you, uh, uh, looking at content on Instagram and being inspired by, the, by that sector, by, by wildlife, to then actually go and have your own kind of Attenborough experience um, yourself. And then presumably people watch those kinds of documentaries and then think, I want to do it myself, I want to experience that. So from a travel perspective, we're in a very busy part of the hotel, I should point out, by the way. Um, but from a travel perspective, that means people want to see these things for, in their own, you know, first person. Yeah. Yeah, certainly. And so, from, for your work, Debbie, you've worked in travel a long time, and is that the kind of feedback you get from agents that you work with, that customers are increasingly looking for experiences? Yeah, definitely. In fact, experience is probably the key word now, um, because 
especially now when things change and whereas people used to go on maybe three holidays a year they're only doing one main holiday a year now um, and the, what they want from that holiday is the experience yeah. so they want to know that they've got that uh, there's a bragging right to it as well Andy you know when they come back home they want to talk about where they've been how they've been what they saw what they did and as Patrick said that digital age is really brilliant because you know whereas many many months ago like in the 70s you just have a slideshow where you could do your family yeah. now no, you're just on your phone now aren't you so everybody can share it but experience is a key word and I think that in relation to that experience of who they're booking with is equally as important at, at times because if for example they've got the bragging rights to their own travel agent their own expert or you know I never go anywhere else I'll always go to Andy then you're getting an advocate for life you're getting free advertising you're getting somebody that's out there and actually pushing your sales for you so if you've brought them an experience to their holiday uh, which we should be able to do especially on cruise let's face it there's plenty for people to do uh, an experience the diversification is wonderful but you need to be that first point of contact you need to be the experienced person that says you know I want to share this with you now and then I want you to go have a fantastic time come back and share it with me again so I think the experience is great and we talked a lot today about expertise and knowledge and how agents can really set themselves apart from their competition but actually positive language and positive positivity in general is also an important sales yeah, definitely. Without the positivity in what we're doing, we could, in fact, go down the whole digital route and just get people to become cruises online. There, there's no point in doing that. And in fact, you know, 11 years ago, we were told it was the end of an era for travel agents and people would only want to go online and be positive. It didn't work. It didn't work because people want that personal touch. And especially when it comes to cruise, if you think about it, yes, it's been brilliant in the last eight years. The growth of cruise has been wonderful. I don't think that any of us could have expected just how much it lasted. However, we've still got a huge amount of opportunity out there of people who have not cruised yet. And so by bringing them into our positive world of cruise, they'll just go out and share with you the positive message. And your stats, and you've done the research. Yeah. So to say that 90 odd percent of people will book again, you know, that's a very, very positive message and I think we need to work with that. You can hear the noise behind us. Well, hopefully you can hear us, but... Um... First, it's the first time we've done the event in... It's, it's not your first time to Ireland, presumably. It is. Is it really? This wow, is my first Patrick. time. So I know you, I, I, I've had Ireland on my um, on my hit list for a while, but it's taken until now. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Another clear exclusive. We brought you to a new country. <laughs> we are good. We are good. Um, so, we'll, so as you can hear, lots of noise behind us. Lots of uh, great feedback from this morning's sessions. I, I thought there was a good room. They were very responsive. They're very engaged. Yeah, so um, we're, we're going to try and make them be quiet for a while, but um, and we're going to go and have lunch, and we'll see you later on. Bye-bye. So hello, um, I'm Lucy Huxley, I'm the Editor-in-Chief of the Travel Weekly Group, and I'm joined by Andy Harmer from Clear and Brian Young from G Adventures, and we're here because we're rather crazily taking on um, a challenge yeah. in, in about three weeks' time uh, that Brian has roped us all into, but it's for a really, really uh, good reason, in fact. And so, Brian, tell us a little bit about this challenge that I'm talking about. Um, so, about a year ago, we had a board meeting in Dublin, and one of the things that we were challenged to do is how could we actually raise more funding for more projects around the world for our non-profit foundation, Planetera. So really the idea from my perspective was actually, could I get a bunch of people from the travel industry 
uh, together that are fairly prominent within the industry, so therefore would have reach from a fundraising Why perspective. Why did you ask Andy? I actually no idea. <laughs> I think we're going to be numbers at that point. It's going to be like this for a while. Like <laughs> so we're climbing Kilimanjaro. We are flying to Tanzania on the 24th of November. Um, Andy. How are you feeling about it? <laughs> well, I was kind of relaxed about it for a long time. And then I think as I've read more and watched more videos on YouTube and stuff. So I think there are parts of it that are very scary, mm. but I think that's part of the experience and part sure. of the excitement. So, and I, I did the Inca Trail up to Machu Picchu a couple of years ago with G Adventures. And there were parts of that that were quite tough and the altitude. So I feel as if I'm a little bit prepared for it, but I think having read some of the stuff online, actually there's nothing that can prepare you both for the altitude and I think something we've all talked about, which is the summit night when you yeah. leave yeah. camp really early in the morning to hit sunrise, a lot of walking that day in, in fairly cold temperatures. Mm. And Lucy and I aren't famous for being good <laughs> in the cold. I got out of breath today walking up three flights of stairs <laughs> from when I went out to get my lunch. So, um, so I was trying to talk well. to someone at the same time and it didn't, yeah, I couldn't do both at the same time. So um, yeah, it doesn't bode well. Brian, tell us who else is doing this. Obviously Andy, myself sure, and Ian, yeah. who else is on the trip? So Chris Mottishead's joining us, Miles Morgan, Jacqueline from Barhead Travel, uh, who else have we got? You two guys. Lisa McCauley. Lisa McCauley's joining us from Donata. So we have a big and old Tanya. group. And Tanya Airy as well from Ireland. So, so yeah, it's a big group. Three of some G-Adventures are going to join in as well, just to help get everyone up to the top of the mountain. So yeah, big challenge. But, but the charity will help us get to the Absolutely, top of the mountain. Yes, yeah. So maybe you can give us a flavour of some of the charity work that's already sure. being done. So, so G's obviously social enterprise, so we create community tourism projects around the world. We currently have a stated aim to get to 100 by 2020. So the big part of why we're doing this is to get us closer to that point. Um, we should, if we all hit our target on the fundraising side of it, be able to generate enough money to create six or seven projects around the world. Um, so give an example of one project, you know, we have a program in India which is called Women on Wheels and they transfer all of our passengers from Delhi Airport to the Start Hotel, but that's all women that run that taxi service and, and do all the driving. And get driving licenses. Absolutely, they go for training, cars, get yeah. their license, get a car. Yeah. And that's massively empowering, for, especially for women in yeah. India. Yeah. Um, you know, for self-esteem, everything that comes off of the back of it. But then we have, you know, projects that are centered around youth, which is really important, because that's the only way I you get people out of poverty. I love your noodle, you do a noodle project. Noodles to noodles, yeah. yeah. So, so that's the sort of thing, basically. They concentrate on sustainability, on women, on youth, and then at the same time, communities like indigenous communities. So it's about how do we give back through the power of travel and therefore sustainable businesses that are you know, part of our social enterprise project, which really then keep money in the local community and keeps tradition going. That's the other thing. So like in Peru, when you were there, Andy, mm. you know, the Women's Weaving Cooperative, you've got lots of um, younger people are leaving to go down to Cusco because that's where all the tourism is and then you lose all of that tradition, you know, their culture, everything. So the reason why we put a project together like the Women's Weaving Cots is stop that from happening and it gives meaningful employment, means all that tradition is kept in play, means our travellers get educated on it, they buy product, therefore it makes it sustainable and it's those sort of things that, you know, are important for small communities and we believe in 
you know, giving a hand up rather than a hand out because we make these things sustainable through the power of all of our passengers going through them. So we will change people's lives by virtue of what we're, change our own lives, I think, by the time we get to the top and back. Yeah. But really importantly, I do think us coming together, mm. you know, it's gonna be amazing to be able to do those projects and know that we've, you know, raised the money, we've gone through the hard yards in which to do it, but we're also giving back, which I think is really big for us, given you know, our tenure in the travel industry as well. I think it's quite amazing. Brilliant. Brilliant. So we are hoping that people watching this Absolutely. video will uh, support us and donate and we'll be putting the, um, we're giving you the link so you can do that. But just on a lighter note, um, what, I mean, we talked about, you know, the, the scary bits, but what are you, what do you think you're most worried about or nervous <laughs> about on the trip? So, so definitely Other than spending a week with me. With you, being stuck with you for a week might be difficult. But, uh, and we've talked about some at night, I think mm. that scares me. But I think also I'm not a natural Camper. person for camping, <laughs> which is ironic really. But so I think um, that part of the trip will be interesting. Um, but apart from that, my... It's more worse for us though, because... You're a, you're a, a renowned travel industry snorer. Thanks. That was and so we've got to really. we've got to pitch our tents yes. quite no. some way away from I did engines. wonder why everyone was recommended to take earplugs with them. <laughs> yes. And I think that's probably the <laughs> reason. Um, yeah, exactly. But I think for I think a lot of it will be the opportunity to get to know everybody mm. in the group. Yeah. But also to just, you know, take a moment, look where we are. Mm. I think you know, you don't want to walk too quickly for the altitude challenges no. that we're going to face. So I think for me, it's about enjoying the experience mm. as much as you can, yeah. when you can. Well, so, so so I spoke to someone who did Killy in August, actually it's M Michelle Laverick, who, uh, who is brilliant and she's been really helping me uh, in terms of what we need to take and everything. Uh, she works in travel. So, um, and she was talking about uh, anti-sickness um, pills mm. and I was saying, well, do I need to take them? She said, oh, we didn't take them. And I was like, oh, I don't know, I think maybe I should. And then I said, oh, you know, was anybody sick in your group? And she went, oh, yeah, well, we were. So I was like, oh, okay. So, uh, so I think, you know, I, I don't know, but I think there are some things that are, perhaps we haven't realised. It's, it's some pretty nasty things that yeah. might be coming our way. That, no. So what about you? What are you most worried mm. about? Uh, de definitely camping. I go camping two nights a year and I absolutely yeah, hate it. I hate it. Thing. And I've got to do six nights mm. of it, so that will be um, quite tough. Um, Jacqueline Dobson sent me a link to a shiwi, <laughs> so so I don't know whether she's bought one or I've, I've, I've obviously ordered everything that anyone sends me a link to. I <laughs> order it on Amazon because I think I need everything. Don't know who's going to help me carry all this stuff. Um, I, I do you know what I would I would I'm quite competitive, yes, and I would be good. really worried about. Um, not making it and you know it, sometimes it's not your decision I think the G team are brilliant yeah. and they um, test your oxygen levels and they you know and all your mm. various vital statistics every evening in camp and obviously they are, they're watching you all the time if, if you're struggling so even if our head and our heart might be really True, really yeah. wanting to get there there may there may be somebody mm. in the group in it and it yeah. could be me yeah. where they say do you know what you you're not fit enough or you're not you're not you know well enough yeah. to go on and i think that would be devastating because mm. i think you know it'd be wonderful if the whole group can get yeah. there yeah, yeah. so i would obviously be upset if i couldn't make it but i think i'd be upset if any of the group because we've become, we've bonded quite mm. a lot yeah. already we've got a whatsapp group and we're all helping each other in terms of 
you know, training advice or packing advice and things like that. So I think the thing I'd be most worried about is is myself or primarily, but any of us not mm. yeah, would be making the summit yeah. and having to turn back. Cause that would be that would be awful. Mm. You kind of think you're definitely going to do it because mentally you definitely want to do it, mm. but you're right. Altitude sickness affects who it likes. Yeah, yeah exactly. No, very true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, and then who do you think will um, be the most competitive when they're on the mountain? Well, it has to be you. I say that, but Brian's been p posting videos of him running in slow motion. Up and down really? Box Hill. Slow motion. Yeah, was, <laughs> or was, was that the like, actual no, speed? Like kind of, da, da, da. <laughs> Steve Austin stuff. Yeah, yeah, so we've got a bit of that. But I you're the most be... competitive person I know. Well, I, I kind of need that though, because I haven't got the other, I haven't got the fitness, so I'm hoping it, mine will definitely be mind over matter. Mm. I'll get up there through my determination, yeah, dogged yeah. determination, yeah. rather than fitness. You might just have to drag me up by... Playing for I find it hard enough for me getting up there. No, I'm just <laughs> going to say, yeah. Okay, and what, um, what, okay, final thing. So we've got all this kit list that we've had to take, but what will be your one luxury item that you'll be taking up the Ooh. mountain? Well, while you're thinking, yeah. Then, Go. Cadbury's chocolate for me. Oh yeah, that's a, a Cadbury's Freddo. I think is other, one of the other nice chocolates are available. At a supplement. Yes. <laughs> uh, but the chance to have, and I will definitely take some with me, and I'll take some other snacks as well for for proper stuff like carbs and protein. But a, that's, the that's treat, a treat, yeah, the treat of having that, and I don't know if I'll take it to summit because it'll probably freeze and be uneatable. Another might be quite nice to eat, mm. but that's <laughs> definitely mine. What about yours? Um, well, I, I, this is all based on Michelle's advice. She says we've got to take a, um, a neck buff, but uh, mm. not to keep warm, but to cover your nose when you go into the toilets because it stinks so badly. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a top Lovely. tip. So that's yeah. a luxury item, something to pull over my nose. Um, and also uh, moisturiser, apparently you get really, I think the altitude makes your face really, really dry. Not? I hope that doesn't sound really precious, but I don't really <laughs> want like dry skin when I'm climbing a mountain. I mean, who does? <laughs> so moisturiser is really important, obviously sunscreen and stuff, um, and sweets. I mean, so much. Yes. Sweets and chocolate. Yeah. My God, I'm obviously needing that. Need so. the sugar. And yeah. the same really, yeah. Like clothing wise and such, like, it's not really. So it does come down to jelly babies. <laughs> the odd Snickers, yeah. you know, all that healthy stuff that we yeah. need yeah. to get up a mountain. But yes. we're going to be burning so many calories, hopefully. Well, that's what, yeah, hope so. That's come down slim like at the end of all of this, it would be amazing. Well, I, Michelle said she ate more, she thought that would happen to her, mm. but the G Adventures team just that you have to keep, yeah, you know, you food is fuel. Yeah. So you have to, you know, and, and mm. you guys, um, we go up and they cook for us, yes. don't they, every, yeah, every yeah. camp that we get to, and I think actually you're, you're made to eat as much as you possibly Without can. Without a doubt, yeah, so, that's one um, of the tips. Um, Bruce, our owner, when yes, we were at the ATAX right. conference, yeah. said to us, listen guys, whatever happens, you just have to eat. Even <laughs> if you don't like it, well, you've got to eat the food. Yeah. You're good, good at that, yeah. that yeah. problem. And I think the other thing that will will possibly play a part will be the weather, and so I'm yes. hopeful. I'm, I'm going to do dances and everything. It's, it's raining dances. season. Well, actually, it? we're going to go through, I think, every season, because at the bottom it's going to be boiling, yeah. and then as we go through, the rainforest yeah. is probably likely to be raining. And then once we get near the top, it could be up to minus 20 degrees potentially. So, yeah, a walk in the park. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like the commute from Kent. Yeah, absolutely. Great. Yeah. All right. Well, I think on that note, um, now that I really have the fear of God in me, yeah. not that I didn't already, but I am very nervous, and I hope I don't let you guys I'm down. Sure you um, but I'm very much looking forward to it. Yes, Extremely honoured. 
to have been asked by you, Brian. So um, yes, thank, thank you. you, thank you very much. And uh, please, please, um, if you can, and you'd like to support planetary projects around the world uh, and ones that we're trying to raise money for, then um, please do donate on the on the please. link on the screen. Thank you. Thank you. And you can donate by clicking the link in the description of this podcast. So that's all from us this week. What did you think? Did you attend our first ever Irish Cruise Conference? Let us know your thoughts across social media by using the hashtag ClearPod. As always, that's C-L-I-A-P-O-D. And of course, thanks for listening. My name's Toby Cruz, and I'll see you next week. Happy cruise.